we like to have like little banter at the beginning of the podcast. Fabulous. Are you good at bantering? Um, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Perfect. It's early. How is that? Excellent. All right. Welcome back to our listeners who tune into our podcast. Again, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas since the last time we talked to you guys. Uh, we're back. It's January 6th. Hence why we're a little bit more conscious, we're a little bit more distanced. But today on the podcast, we have Robin Collins. And Robin's been attending the church for... Oh, I want to say 20 years? 20 years. 20 years. So yes. we, has the church seen Long you time. since like the awkward braces phase oh, all the way through no. till marriage? No, they didn't see me in braces phase. Uh, I think I was 16 Yes, yeah, 16 okay. when we came here, so still somewhat awkward, Okay, most likely. Yeah. But we have you on today because uh, Jacob's been working through a discipleship series. He just started last Sunday, yes. and we're trying to engage this conversation, what it means to be an apprentice of Christ. And mm-hmm. so as one of our small group leaders and somebody who's been actively engaged in our ministries here at Northridge, we wanted to take the opportunity to converse and to kind of dialogue about what it means to be an apprentice. And so before we get into that, Robin, tell me a little bit about your faith journey, your discipleship to Jesus, and kind of where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Um, thanks, Nathan. Um, so... Ooh, going all the way back, um, for me, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, Nathan and I could probably commiserate about being PKs <laughs> or yeah. pastor's kids, um, which has its times where it's its own dynamic. Um, so growing up, we had a very loving, um, welcoming Christian home. Growing up in the church, um, growing up in the Salvation Army, Um, I was very aware, I think from a very early age, of the genuineness of my parents' faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And I look back and I remember seeing um, just their their love for God. I remember it very clearly um, when I was young. And we would go on Sunday mornings. um, At the beginning, I remember we were meeting in schools. Like they had their church services in a school um, when I was little. I remember going and like helping put plants on the stage um, to like set things up for a Sunday morning. Um, And specifically when one Sunday when I was seven, um, for whatever reason, I I felt God in that moment. I remember it. Hmm. And it's so, I was so young at that time. Um, and so much happened since that time. Um, but I remember going up and giving my life to God um, for the first time, I would say, in my own little seven-year-old way. Right. Um, How you could conceptualize who Jesus was to you. Yes. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, and then the next significant moment for me, I think I was 12. Um, my mom had actually gotten me this little um, like magazine, almost devotional. I forget what it was called. <laughs> um, but I remember being in my bed and starting to like read this little magazine. And God, God's spirit was very different to me at that time. Um, like it almost matured in me in that moment um, differently. And I felt a new stage in my relationship with God kind of mm-hmm. begin at that point. Um, getting into teenage, teenagerhood, a um, little bit of a different 
scenario um, where you're oh struggling uh, to find your identity, struggling to um, struggling with the world, um, with mm. culture, with um, with yourself, and um, figuring out who you are. Um, and I think one of the major things for me at that time in my struggle was trying to figure out the difference on, okay, was this my parents' faith right. or was this my own? It was a long journey, though. I wouldn't say it was quick. Um, there were many times where I felt my desire to just to just fit in, to be mm. a part of, um, uh, belong, right, to, to culture, to certain friend groups, um, you know, who was I in all of this and trying to figure that out. Um, I would say late teens, early 20s was when I really decided for me, I had to, for figuring out if this was my own, um, really digging into apologetics um, was a big piece for me. Um, so, and by that, I mean um, the study of knowing why you believe what you believe. Right. Um, and so that became a really big aspect in my faith journey from an intellectual perspective, I knew that I had felt God's spirit, like I had felt his love for me, his presence, um, but also the heart and the mind, that combination for me and and the knowledge base of knowing why I believed what I believed. And if this was my own, right. um, that was a big piece for me in that journey. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And so as we kind of talk, it's perfectly segueing actually, because it's this transitioning from this understanding, this belief, this relationship um, to this apostleship mm-hmm. or this apprenticeship uh, to Jesus. And Jacob, in his uh, series, talked about um, this Talmudim, this relationship between a rabbi and their apprentice, mm-hmm. and this embodiment of becoming like their rabbi for you has there been a moment this transition in your faith journey that has brought you from a place of believing understanding to instead like no my my goal in life my faith journey is to become like christ as Mm. his apprentice Mm. yeah so for that i would say there's definitely hasn't been one specific moment Mm -hmm. it has been it has been many different elements like aha moments along the journey where I feel like God has drawn me deeper. And to be honest, a lot of these moments have come as a result of different times of um, what I would say struggle or Mm. even um, moments where I am uh, doubting God's goodness. Mm. And I think in times of struggle, that's sometimes where we go. Um, Um, suffering or struggling, it it makes us sometimes doubt, right? Like Hmm. the goodness and the love of God. Um, And we kind of have this choice in those times. Are we, um, because we have a loving God who gives us free will, which is a beautiful thing. Um, And we do get this choice. So, okay, um, am I going to trust you Hmm. in this Um, and dig deeper um, with him? Right. And so, yeah, like as we're talking about um, why do we want to become like him? Like, why do we want to be a disciple? And I think, um, you know, like the biggest thing that comes into me with that is like experiencing that kind of love Mm. that he has. It's almost like an overflow of our response to him because of what he's done like it's uh it's not uh if then like i kind of can choose like it's 
this is what happens when we experience the abundance of life. And in those moments of kind of crisis or questioning or pain, I think we fully embrace that love and we realize mm-hmm. it to its full that you can only experience the outflowing of that in, in your apprenticeship, your discipleship. Okay, this means so much more because I've experienced the greatness of that love. And that's kind of, think, what I'm hearing from you. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side... Um, so I think those moments kind of bring us to a, a moment of understanding that, hey, this apostleship to Jesus, this apprenticeship to Jesus is what we're called to do. But what kind of is the limiting fact? What what struggles kind of have mm. you experienced? And I think for all of us in our apprenticeship journey with Jesus, what, what blocks that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think there are times where we forget our need right? Where Mm. things are kind of like, one of the things that is a struggle, I I know in my life where you feel like you're in a good spot Mm -hmm. and you're, you're, I don't know, coasting or, um, you kind of feel like, Oh, like things are okay. You know, we're good. And you're forgetting in those moments how like every moment I need him, Mm. um, all like that song, right? Like I need you. Oh God, I need you every hour. I need you. Right. And I think sometimes, um, the world, um, and Satan, right? We have this, we have this enemy, this mm-hmm. other force against us can kind of put us in that or not put us in that place, but allow us to kind of stay there sometimes where we are passive right. um, and not recognizing our need. Right. It's this constant state of depravity. Our sinful nature is, it's, it leaves us with nothing. We are nothing without Christ. It's not like we kind of like chip away at becoming more like we are nothing without him. And yeah. so it's um, that constant every moment of every day. I need that light in my life. Um, I want to read, and, and it relates kind of to that uh, every hour I need you. Hmm. And it's a quote from Second Corinthians 3.18, which uh, Jacob mentioned in his message. Um, tangentially relates, so we'll see if we can pick you up on it. And it says this, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed in his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Hmm. Does that strike anything? Does that make you think of anything about that apprenticeship journey, that need to be in a discipling role of Christ? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I remember, um, with Jacob's sermon, um, just the discussion when it comes to like how God has, has removed that veil. Mm-hmm. Um, when we dying on the cross for us, um, he's removed that veil. And when we get to, when we accept that invitation and I love that, right? Like God doesn't force us. He doesn't push us. He's invited us to, to be with him, to abide with mm. him. And, um, when we choose that, he he does like he takes that veil away from our um away from our spiritual eyes and we get to see um we get to see his goodness his truth things come alive in a different way um and like we were kind of talking about before um when it comes to experiencing his love then as we abide in him um then those fruits of like his spirit as they are in us get to grow 
Right. It's, and like that verse is saying. Yeah. We with uh, who have this unveiled faith, we can actually see, not because we've taken the veil off ourselves or not because we've mm-hmm. done this thing to become more and more like Christ. It's not the merit. We don't earn our way to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the tension there. We're trying to figure out, okay, what, what role do we have? And that's, I think, exactly it. what you just said there, the abiding in Christ, to mm-hmm. be in Christ, to allow his spirit to work. And I know Jacob's going to be touching on this a lot more as mm. the series progresses. Um, but do you want to kind of, in your own way, kind of shape that narrative between an effort and a merit, the difference there? Because sure. I think it's a little confusing because... Um, it kind of goes against what we think even in the world. Like we earn our way to everything, like whether your job, your next pay raise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love this topic because um, there's such a beautiful balance there of grace, right? Like I think there's so many things where we're we're figuring this out and there's grace, thankfully. with with uh, effort and merit, I was taking a look at the actual definitions. Cool. Um, so merit is defined as the quality of being particularly good or worthy, hmm. especially so as to deserve praise or reward. In comparison to that, effort is a vigorous or determined attempt. Um, hmm. And so, like when I look at the difference there. Um, we we have we don't have merit right like we don't yeah we are not people who are worthy um Mm -hmm. we were given that worthiness because of jesus um who did that for us Mm -hmm. but at the same time there's this beautiful balance of accepting that when we accept that invitation with him Mm -hmm. it produces this desire to pursue him Mm -hmm. as he's pursued us right and when i think about effort i think about uh, that desire to pursue um, pursue the way that he has pursued us and loved us, we get to pursue him back mm-hmm. and have that beautiful relationship with him um, as we pursue him too. Yeah. It's like a, a joint, a joint yeah. effort. Only because of that love, like we couldn't put, like possibly imagine like any of that uh, friendship becoming like Christ without him first unveiling and he is doing the work as we abide we be we are in christ uh kelvin has a quote um about that sanctification process and it's um it's basically the gist of it is we practice um our effort in this is the practice of a repentance and that Mm. idea that we can't right i can't on a daily basis, I can't, you can God, and Mm -hmm. this constant, okay, submit to, like, Lord, have your way, do your work, and that's, that's an effort, that's a daily, um, because we're no longer bound to the sin of our lives, but we, it still takes work, because, as you said earlier, like, even growing up, and even still today, there's the culture that wants to have our, our lives, and, in that repentance is say, you know, God, you have my life entirety mm-hmm. of my life. And that, that takes work. It's not, not easy. Scripture says like it, it, there will be trials. It's not going to be this effortless thing that Christ just works in your life. Um, and so that effort of repentance, no God, I can't. Yeah. 
but you can. And I also think like with, with repentance, um, like you're saying like that, that internal and awareness of, um, those things that we want to lay before God, um, that he brings to light that we do want to change. And then yet with, with repenting, we're, we're turning from something. Mm, So we're changing our path, um, towards him. And I think that that is a daily posture Yeah, (laughs) because we are, because we are so human and we won't be perfect this side of heaven, but in humility. Um, and I think that's also key, um, is because when we don't have the ability to be humble enough to know, okay, this is probably an area where like, I want to turn, like I want to repent. Mm. If we don't come with that kind of humility, then, then God can't do do that work yeah yeah it's it's kind of that reject like he's done he's done the work it is accomplished like just embrace that right just mm-hmm. grab a hold of it and um again i keep coming back to that that thought that you had said earlier that idea that in those moments of crisis or in those moments of um questioning or confusion we come to this place of like clarity like oh i need you god and if we could only just capture that to say, hey, every moment of every day, um, God, I need you. I'm yeah. insufficient on my own. Yeah. And we have so we have so such a ways to go. Yeah. You know, I was like I was refreshed the other night. I'm actually in an alpha course right now, which I'm loving. There you go. A little um, shout out to Alpha. A little shout out. John go Tilsley alpha. and the Alpha team. Whoop whoop. So <laughs> <laughs> So Nikki Gumbel is the leader of Alpha, mm-hmm. and in one of the videos, he was—I um, know I'm kind of going off, going off, rambling now—but um, he was talking about his, his recent experience, like the leader of Alpha, right? He's like this beautiful, beautiful man, and he's sharing—he's sharing his heart and his soul, and then he's telling us about how he was bike riding one day on the side of the road, which he loves to do, and this cab driver came up to him and tried to like force him off and just saying he was too close to the road like get away and inside in this moment he was like I'm gonna get this guy and so he like shot after him on his bike asking him for his taxi number because he wanted to report him all of a sudden the taxi driver starts waving his alpha manual out of the window saying like come on Nikki come and get me (laughs) in that moment obviously he's like oh god I have such a long way to go right and I loved that vulnerability because I thought Mm. it was just so cool right like we're all in this together yeah this journey on this journey of of continuing to rely on on our father yeah you know uh, i think that's a great way to to kind of capture kind of what we're working through in this year it's a it's a it's a lifelong journey this Mm -hmm. uh discipleship this apprenticeship to christ it doesn't happen overnight um Mm -hmm. and we're thankful that we have a god that continually shows his grace uh comes back time and time again and invites us into that relationship, into his likeness. Mm. And so uh, thank you, Robin, so much for coming on today. Yes, um, for sure. My we're pleasure. excited for, for Jacob's series as he continues for the next four weeks. He's going to be on for two more sermons, and we're going to have two more podcasts about kind of this idea of discipleship and apprenticeship to Christ. So thank you so much, Robin. Amazing. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, guys, and stay tuned for Sunday, next Sunday for Jacob's sermon and then the following week for another podcast. Take care, stay safe, have a great day.